You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Did I get some follow-up from my unhinged, unbridled range in the intro of last week's episode, the unsolicited dick pic? You can go listen if you have not. So many kind men saying, on behalf of all men, we apologize. Just funny, funny shit too. That was sweet. Some of y'all were like, took it too seriously. And I'm like, guys, I'm just being, it was a gig. It, it was you created content for me. I'm grateful to him a little bit. You gave me a little bit there. She took the penis and she ran with it. So yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed. Hope you did too. You know who I bet didn't enjoy it? Cun.callan69. I don't even know if that's his username. It's something of the sorts. Maybe I got the numbers mixed up, but I bet he didn't enjoy it. Also, speaking of dicks, last time I fucked my husband and it was like me fucking my husband. I was on top of him, you know, couch, make out, sit on him. End of the night, we're both tired. Didn't know it would turn into that. It did turn into that. Anywho, long story short, he ends up slicing his own penis to the point he was bleeding. And I'm like, oh no, your penis is bleeding. And I'm like, is one time I, one very unfortunate time, I was a little too comfortable with the trimmer and I nicked my clitoris and I hit the ground. She was down and out. It was, you know, I still grip my pussy lips together every time I think of that story. So I just couldn't imagine how he feel. And I'm like, is it over? Is it game over? Like, thank God you're my husband. What would you do if you didn't really know that person? Would you be like, what's in your blood? No, I think you should know that before you're fucking someone raw. Okay. Mm, not a complete thought, Jordan. So yeah, we totally finished shortly after that. But he was like, ah, like it was like a big, long paper cut. Not really. It was like a nail wound. Like his fingernails. Why are men's fingernails so sharp? Can someone enlighten me? My husband takes care of his fingernails and his toes. There are some men's feet that I have looked at. Oh, I didn't even know I was going to talk about this. But this has now evolved from the penis accident. I was going to talk a little bit longer about it, but fuck it. Now we're at their feet. I have something to say. Some men's feet absolutely repulses me. And I just don't understand. I think it might be like a young, between like 18 and 25. I have no idea. Because there are some older men's feet and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Now I feel like there's pedicures. There's no shame in a man getting a pedicure. No shame whatsoever. And why did I say now? Like as if pedicures were new. They've been fucking around. They're just trendy as shit now. So I think you can, they're expensive as shit now too. But go, go there and have someone make them where someone wouldn't mind licking them or someone if they had to, but they would rub them. Willingly love to rub your feet. If you're like no fucking way, then something's wrong there. <laughs> Same with us. Women, like I want feminine feet. I don't want to have like calloused witch feet. Do I feel like that sometimes if I go longer than 30 days without a pedicure? I'm like, get me in there. I'm not going to let Derek touch these bad boys. He's not even a feet person. 
but he rubs them. And I don't want to do anything to, you know, get in between that. How feet became a topic, I don't know. I do know. It was because I was talking about the sharpness. And my husband has wildly sharp nails, both the toes and the fingernails. I've run into his feet before and I and I gag because it slices me. It's like, like it's so disgusting to me. Does anybody know how I feel or am I completely alone? Let's move right along. Solo podcasting really is, you know, a gift. It takes a certain person to be able to just not shut the fuck up and just be like, upload, bitch, upload. If you're new here, you might think this is all fun and games right now, but just you wait. Just you wait to see how this whole little beautiful flower of an episode blossoms and falls right into your lap. If you like it, if you if you like it, if you enjoy, if you're like, shit, okay, I can do that again. Please subscribe. Helps me so much if you are subscribed, not just pressing play. And if you could leave me a five-star review, if you're on Apple Podcast, you can write something and leave a rating. If you're on Spotify, you can't write anything, but you can leave a rating. And that means oh so much to me and does more for the show than you know. So pretty please. A review I recently got, it was five stars entitled Red Flags. He goes, you were talking in one of your episodes about red flags about guys not being married. I've never been married. All I have ever done is have women cheat on me. That's why I've never gotten married. So would you please explain yourself about red flags? My name is Beep. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. If you want to go look at the review, you can. It's on Apple Podcast for everyone to see. I thought this was really funny because I was like, okay, maybe I should clarify. Maybe there are men out there going, hmm. Why does a woman view that as a red flag? And obviously, not every woman will have the same opinion as me. What one woman's red flags are, maybe another woman's turn on, maybe that arouses her. Maybe she doesn't give a flying fuck and it means nothing to her. It's a meh, I can get over that. But then I think there are some that are kind of universal. And if you're that kind of girl that's like, oh, that doesn't really bother me, then we just think you're a dumb bitch. And that's just me being like a loving big sister telling you that. And if you want me to keep on like the big sister vibe, I'm going to pretend like I'm all of you dudes, men's, not married men, which I don't know how many of those are even listening, a small percentage, honestly. But I'm going to shoot you straight and say that in my opinion, I think the red flag of maybe never having been married it can go both ways, obviously. If you're divorced, I'm like, oh, well, why are you divorced? How did how did that get fucked up? Because I feel like in that age, it's like, what did you, did you cheat on her? Did she cheat on you? Like, what happened? How did you get there? And I get it. Like, some guys are totally done dirty, done wrong, and that's so unfortunate. But it was like, okay, he got duped or who knows what happened, how he fell out. But if he's never been married, it's like, why was he never able to have a relationship get serious enough to commit in that way? Like, is he a commitment phobe? Is he not for marriage? Which that's fine. There are people that, especially now, where marriage, they view it differently. They don't view it as something like sacred or what they want or they want to put the work in, they want to have relationships, and they it's not for them. Well, as long as you are with a person that's you know in alignment with those values, and you both view marriage the same way, that's why when I say like, this is for couples, any couples, married, or you're just, this is my life partner, whatever you want to fucking call it, I don't care. 
keep in mind, I never want to like disregard my deep respect I have for people who choose marriage and choose like with intention, knowing like, I know this is going to take work. I know that this is not something that just comes easy, that there's so much shit and how it would almost, it almost seems like it would be easier to just have relationships until they ran their course. And then you go find the next best thing for you, right? Doesn't that sound like, it sounds like a lot of pain would come from it. But I think that when people choose to be married, it's like, and by choose to be married, I mean like choose to intentionally not have a mediocre fucking marriage that is like not for the weak hearted man you've got to be go get it you got to have someone in there hungry and you have to believe in it both people have to believe in that and believe that it's sacred hold a sacred space for it and that can mean whatever you want okay back to it being a red flag but I think this guy who loved a review sounds like maybe he's like cynical he's gotten cheated on one too many times I relate to you I've been cheated on one too many times dating a bunch of fucking sex addict crazed motherfuckers I didn't marry one of those thank god thank god but I did that dance more than once And it makes you, it jades you. It jades a girl. And I know the girls, we've got our hands up. We're like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it does damage. And I know guys that get played by women, because let's not forget, there are scandalous women out there, okay? We know, girls, we know. We know. We can see. We can see them from a mile away. But again, with the believe, you got to believe that there's someone out there that exists that is good. They're good people. If you don't believe in good people, you won't see good people. You won't see as many. There we go. You'll see a lot more of them if you believe they're out there. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what's been grinding my gears lately? The type that I'm like, that's a red flag. The guys that follow just all women. Like I get messages from accounts that I'm like, that has to be their other account. Like it can't be their main account or weird, you know, they tell me they're married. So I'm like, this no way is this their main account. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, whatever, whatever, none of my business. But then when I can see their following has not one male, like this isn't their friends and they're like people. It's just like only fangirl, only fangirl, porn star, random girls that I pray to God he's not sliding in their DMs. That that's just gross to me. I don't even know that's a red flag. It is a red flag for the ladies. But if that was my little brother, I'd be like, you have a character defect we need to work on. Like, we got to like, what is this? What is this? Okay, let's talk sex toys. And where do I shop? I shop at Love Honey. And I'll tell you the main reason why. Air suction toys, baby. The womanizer. If you've never tried a womanizer, you are missing out. And I want you to go add to cart right now. Now, my number one grabbed toy that includes air suction is the Love Honey Indulge G-Spot. So if you've DM'd me asking, I have screenshot you that exact toy because... She's been around. I've had her for years now, and she's going strong. She's going strong. I finally have a code so I can scream it from the mountaintop. Use my code housewife. Go to freakyfam.com. You'll see the link. You'll see Love Honey. Click it or go to lovehoney.com. Use the code housewife, and you will save some money on your order. Again, that link to the codes is freakyfam.com, and it's code housewife, and that'll get you 15% off. Now go check out Love Honey, 
Shop around, lingerie, sex toys, level it up. Happy shopping. It's your favorite time of the show. La 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 listener questions. First one. We have always had a very active sex life and I always give feedback. I tell her what I like and what I don't, what feels good and why I like it. She's willing to try anything I bring up or find interesting. When I try and get the same feedback or interest or what she likes, all I get is I like it all. How do I get her to open up and explore her own vocabulary and be really honest with what she likes, doesn't, or does, or doesn't want to do? Does or doesn't want to do? Love your show. Thanks. Okay. I think this is a good question and relatable in the way of like, I want to share and make it a point that sometimes we have expectations from our partner because it's something that stimulates us. It's something that we feel like we are on a deeper level with, like maybe emotional intelligence, maybe sexual intelligence. Okay, that's what I'm looking for, sexual intelligence. If she shows any interest in learning more and expanding her vocabulary, if you will, or knowledge, whatever it may be, or like setting up times, like erotic play dates, I make mention of that a lot in episodes, but like space and time that you can explore likes and interest, and then communicate it, talk about it, whether you're into like Tantra and you make it all spiritual, or it's just, you're going to talk about a certain topic, role-playing, or explore top, watch porn together, different topics and say, hey, does this turn you on? Find things that maybe you didn't know aroused you, discuss boundaries, have an intimate, maybe a little uncomfortable conversation. That's basically in short form your answer. That's what you're going to want to do because until you get there, you just don't know. You don't even know if she gives a shit because what if she's just not like you? That's That was my point is that there's just people that sometimes they don't view it in the same way, doesn't have the same ranking or priority for them. doesn't mean they don't enjoy it. doesn't mean they don't want it. It doesn't mean that it's not important to them. It's just for you that might rank higher. You may view that differently. You may be super fucking interested in that topic and she's not. And then I know sometimes that can make us feel like a sense of disappointment. And I think that's natural and normal, but be aware of it and then remember to kind of like counter it and remember the positives and why you fell in love with your wife. Sounds corny, sounds cliche, but it's true. It's like yin and yang. It's like differences are sexy. You don't want to be exactly the fucking same or super predictable. That's how you can continue to have conversations, have deeper understanding. I think learning your partner, wanting to learn your partner is the hottest thing ever. I know for some people, they have to be more intentional about that. And some people are just, if you're one of those insatiable people, I would focus on that. That can be something that like is sexy and keeps you focused on the right thing instead of getting distracted because you've got plenty of layers to peel back. So be insatiable in that way and not seeking outward. And the insatiable people will know exactly what I meant by that, because if you didn't know what I meant, it probably doesn't apply to you. Moving on to question number 
too. Hi, Jordan. Love your podcast. Thought I'd write to get your take on my sitch. My wife and I have been together 16 years. We do our best to give each other what we want within reason. There is one thing missing that would make me so happy, and that is for her to send me nudes or even just provocative photos, videos of her in lingerie, bikinis, etc. I have a very high sex drive and travel all the time for work. I would much rather please myself to my beautiful wife than porn, but I have no choice. I've asked her to send me photos, but she's always said no. Recently, I was fucking her doggy style and telling her how hot it looks from my angle. She said, maybe I should video it sometime so she could see. I brought that up the next day and she kind of brushed it off. I think she had had a few glasses of wine when she said I could video it and probably now regrets it. I would die for this footage when I'm on the road. Any ideas for a poor traveling guy like me? Okay, I do feel so bad for him. I do because do you know how many guys, like let me just tell you the truth, ladies and gentlemen, how many guys that who travel for work that cheat on their wives every time because their wives, this sounds terrible, not because of their wives. They do it because they're pieces of shit that are not being faithful and they're lying. They're living a lie. Now, if they're in an open marriage, I didn't mean all that. They can do whatever they want because their wife knows about it. But if they are being a POS liar, then they're being a POS liar. But I will say, wives, don't be naive. Don't be naive. I'm just going to say it. You should be fucking your husband the day before he leaves out of town. Always. Always. Do I, I don't even feel like making my list of qualifications so that everyone can understand. It's just period, point blank. I promise. Trust me. Trust mommy. Trust Jordy. Okay. Do you want your husband to, <laughs> you want, you don't want him to go with a loaded gun. Okay. He needs to be drained. And I think the real awesome girls, the girls that are going above and beyond, the girls that are minding their P's and Q's, they're making sure the sitch is handled. They're being smart. They're knowing that men are mammals and the mammal men shouldn't be putting themselves in a position to be in the temptation island. But it's like, yeah, look, here's a good guy, for example, a good guy wrote in. He didn't say he's going to the strip club or he's looking or he's going to go talk to some girl, but it's like he's going to masturbate now. He like he needs a release. He needs to get off. He doesn't have you. He wishes he had your panties that you snuck in his briefcase that he didn't know about that were dirty one day old. Make sure like we can talk about that in depth. <laughs> Just make sure they're not like skid marky. Okay. Make sure they're like cute and sexy and slightly used for him. Okay. That was a pro tip. He wishes he had a photo of you or photos of you. You married the guy. Do you have his kids? If you married the guy, and especially if you have his children, but you did marry the fucking dude. If you've been with him a long time, you trust him, right? So what what is it about the picture? So find out. I would suggest to you, listener, that we find out where the sore spot, like why does that why is it a hard no just find out why the boundary exists she can have whatever boundary she wants but I would ask inquire and then I would also share how much you miss her how your body feels what your needs are what your love languages are I would like tell her about yourself okay and then you know share when you're out of town like you have this physical release And maybe she doesn't understand that, but like you're just trying to inform her. 
I think sometimes being super like assertive, that's hot, first of all. Even if she's like taken aback and it's like, whoa, like she'll be able to process it. Maybe it's slower for her to process that. Maybe she'll be like, what the fuck at first? Maybe she won't say anything, but let the wheels turn and her understand. Maybe she'll right away be like, okay, and you know, talk back. Who knows? But you got to say it. You've got to say something. You've got to share this information. And you said you have, but I feel like there needs to be like where you have a deeper under, you walk away from the conversation with a deeper understanding of why this doesn't interest her. And if there's just like a, just because she really doesn't feel like it, which I don't understand. I feel like there's got to be some reason why it's a hard no. She's your wife to send a picture. And if it's like she's self-conscious, then you need to be really working on your hype game. And I'm hoping, I would really hope that after some hype, if she's comfortable with it and it's, you know, her husband, that she would be more understanding. And maybe she won't. But any women listening that maybe feel on the fence about this, first of all, DM me at underscore the horny housewife podcast and tell me because I want to know what the holdup there is so that I can have maybe some more perspective or insight on other people's opinions. Because as a woman, I would be like, huh? I mean, maybe if I was self-conscious about my body, but at the end of the day, if I knew he was asking for him and he thought that was so sexy and loved it, it's like, of course. Now, if it's like a privacy thing, then you don't have to do it like that. There's other ways that guarantee more privacy or you don't have this like hard copy, something on the cloud, something on the phone. We can get old school with it. You're going to have to just get creative. There are online services of like bourgeois books. There's all kinds of ways, an audio recording, the dirty panty hack I told you about, calling him and dirty talking, dirty texting, phone sex, FaceTime sex. Like, be make sure your man's being taken care of. And if you're like, well, you know what? That sounds all sweet in Jordan, but he's not making sure my needs are taken care of. And so I don't really give a fuck. So it sounds like you'll have a bigger conversation and bigger reasons as to why people aren't cheerfully wanting to make each other feel satisfied. When the listener said the comment she made with like when she had a couple glasses of wine about maybe you should record it, I can't tell if she was just like jabbing at you because you make comments about that or if she really meant it. So you're going to have to do your homework, find out, have a conversation, and hopefully you can get somewhere and figure some things out and add a little spice to it. Okay, these next few questions are like heavy hitters. We're about to get into it. Okay, me and my girlfriend have been together for almost five years now. I'm 23, she's 22. In the beginning, it was blissful and everything we both could have wanted in a relationship. But about a year ago, she found out that I watch porn habitually and asked me to stop because she wanted all of my sexual desires to be fixed on her. I told her I would try and if I slipped up, I would tell her. And not only did I eventually turn to porn again, but I did not tell her. Everything she found out was a big blow to our relationship. She claimed it was a sign that I'm not sexually attracted to her anymore because I shouldn't want to look at any other woman. I'm still sexually attracted to her, but I can't lie. I find other women attractive, maybe some even more. 
I know this makes me shitty and she deserves someone who feels the same way she does, but I can't seem to bring myself to end this relationship because of something like this. Our lives are so intertwined and she really does make me happy and makes me feel like I have a home. But I'm worried that if I feel this way now, the feeling will only grow stronger and I don't want this to lead to cheating or making her self-esteem drop lower than I've already made it. Okay. Well, if I were you, if I were you, and you already know, like you're already saying these things, you can't bring yourself to end it. So essentially you're being lazy and selfish. I'm just calling it like it is because you're comfortable. So don't turn it off. I hope I didn't lose you for that one. But hold, bear with me. You're going to be nodding your head and mm-hmm really soon. So I get it. You love her. You're probably in love with her. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you are just comfortable. Maybe you're in love. You love her. No, maybe not in love. Maybe you love her and you're comfortable. And you think that your lives are super intertwined, but you don't have any kids yet and you're not married, so you're safe. I know you can probably list what you want to list, but I promise you, as a married person with kids, you'll be just fucking fine. So you could wait until you're really like contractually contractually obliged to one another. And even if you don't have a fucking contract, if you have offspring home, homes, asset, assets together. It gets complicated. That's much more complicated and messy. And even more reason to try to justify, you know, you feeling this, is this it? Is this not it feeling? Because that feeling you have right now, it will grow. I'm telling you that if nothing is done about it, if something doesn't make that totally do a 180, then yes, you will continue to feel like that most likely. And I want to like see both, show you both sides. Okay. Like let's talk both sides. So if I was talking to this girl, I would be like, Hey girlfriend, I know what you're talking about. I know that this hurts your feelings. You're like, that's not right. That's not nice. That doesn't make me feel good. Okay. But you need to be in the real world. I need to like give you a kiss of reality the unfortunate, sad truth is that you're going to really be getting your feelings hurt a lot if you don't swallow maybe some sad reality. It might be sad to you, but maybe once you like chill and realize that everyone doesn't have the same exact mind and men and women are also very different creatures. We both obviously suffer from the human condition and we're, you know, we're people, we're this species, and there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. I personally believe that women can tend to be more emotional, why men can compartmentalize and look at things more logistically. And I think there are women that have this skill as well that are better than others. I'm not trying to diss anybody's ability to rationalize and look at something logically, just saying what nature has shown us over the course of time and from personal experience of being a crazy bitch. Now to the girls, I know what he said habitually and it's like, okay, what is this habitually mean? Is this an everyday thing? Because if that's the case, then like, you know what? You're doing her a... Uh, an act of service by leaving her because you know how this is all going to pan out. I think you know how it's going to pan out with her fucking not being happy with things and or having standards you don't 
want to meet or feel like you can't meet or maybe that's too much to ask because there are girls that don't give a fuck if you watch porn or not. They do exist. But if you're doing something and you see over and over that it causes problems, issues in your relationship, which you're really young, you're 23, go date some more. Go have some more relationships. If you see that this one, like the next one, or porn tends to be a common denominator in problems, then maybe this is something that you need to look at. Maybe you have an unhealthy relationship with porn. I don't think all relationships with porn are unhealthy. So I'm not some like anti-porn person coming and preaching at you saying, don't look at that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying sometimes it's whack and it's fucking your relationships up and you're desensitizing your brain. You're, you're ruining your sex life. You're like ruining your chances of having awesome mind-blowing encounters because you've trained your brain to think that there are supposed to be two girls there all the time, whatever it may be. P.S. There's lots of women that can love you and make you feel like home and intertwine their lives with her. There has to be this thing with mutual respect. And I'm sure you're just like, I don't want a girl who's going to bust my balls for this. But you will see consequences in your sex life. Or maybe you'll develop this wandering eye. Or maybe you're feeding the lust wolf. And that's the wrong wolf you're supposed to be feeding in there. And then you're going to lose a really a girl that you wanted to have babies with. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like you didn't want to stop watching porn because she asked you to stop. You said you'd stop and then you didn't stop. Maybe it was an unreasonable request, but you can't like set up this expectation for her to like keep, you know, fudging it and then the disappointment and then the resentment. You got to be straight up and tell her what how you feel about this. And maybe she won't accept that. It definitely won't hurt to share how you being attracted to people doesn't take any way your attraction from her. I know it just hurts. Like say like that hurts your feelings. Would it hurt your feelings if she was climaxing to people that she was attracted to? So you have to think about that. Maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is yes. Would it make you bummed out or feel less than if she told you that she's attracted to you and other people more, it's like, okay, we all know that we're probably not marrying the prettiest person in the world, or we're not with the prettiest person in the world. If we all lined them up and looked at them from like a viewpoint of we're judging prettiness or whatever, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? But what is aesthetically pleasing to the eye makes you warm and tingly when you look see. Like if you did that and you had that little contest at the fair. You're doing it. You're looking because you're told to look and judge. But if you're not being told to look and judge, why are you looking and judging? And why are we not just like appreciating what's right in front of you, your beautiful person? Because obviously you're attracted to them or they wouldn't be your person. Because whatever you focus on is going to expand and become more prevalent in your life and not always in a good way. So easy does it. Be careful. Watch your eyeballs. Be respectful. Treat people the way you want to be treated. There are some people that their boundaries and their relationship, you can look but don't you touch. Have all the eye candy you want. It's You got to just have an open dialogue. You've made it clear kind of where she stands. And I think y'all are young. I vote that, you know, y'all each go find yourselves 
know more about yourself, who you are as a person, what you want. You've got time. You're young. You're young as fuck. And to any girls listening to that, if, if you catch a guy watching porn, it does not mean that he's not attracted to you anymore. And I know it hurts our feelings. I'm a girl too. I get my feelings hurt. I know what that feels like. And I think that if your sex life is not where you want it to be, then that shouldn't be something that you're ever fighting about. If, especially if the woman is not feeling like there's a big um, incompatibility, mismatched libido on where she is needing more on her end. And if porn is the problem for him, like that is a no-go. That should be something removed now. Because there's shit that needs to be fixed. If porn is taking away your ability to climax, needs to be removed from the situation. Just like I would tell a girl, if she's using her vibrator all the time and that's the only thing that can get her off, I think she needs to cut it out. She needs to wean that baby out so that we can get her the nerves back. She didn't fuck herself. She's not hopeless. But we've got to make some adjustments. Last question. Hi, my husband and I have a wonderful marriage and a great sex life. We consistently have sex and I truly find him to be the sexiest guy in the world. Lately, I feel like it takes him much longer to get hard when we start things up, even if it's him initiating things. It eventually happens and he always finishes, but it's got me really in my head. He's also been choosing the same position from behind to finish every single time, which also has me feeling insecure. Is he losing his attraction to me? Could he be thinking of someone else? Is this something that just happens with age or is the fire slowly dying? Help. I posted this one and the one before on my social media earlier this week and some guys were like, sounds like low testosterone, you know, maybe, I don't know. Other guys were saying, like, this isn't a good sign. Some guys were like, it's a season. I think it could be anything because there's so many factors that you have to consider, you know? Like, his stress level. What's going on there? Is there things in his life making him more stressed? Does he open up to you? Is it hard? Like, is he one of those really stoic men? Those are hard to pull from. So he may be, like, bottling it all up. And one of the side effects is that his dick is taking a little bit longer than it normally does to get up. I want to think of, you know, all the reasons it could be and also communicate and preface it to your man with like, this doesn't make you, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but I guess I probably would. This doesn't make you less of a man. I'm just trying to have a deeper understanding because I feel super less than and unworthy and like kind of paranoid and confused and in my head, I'm in my head about this. So I need some clarification so that I can sleep at night. <laughs> That's probably what I would say. And you asked, is he losing his attraction to me? It's like, I want to know. I know we all evolve and change and our bodies change after we have children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you should, I always say this, like, I hope you are taking care of yourself and being intentional about like being sexy or, you know, doing your hair and putting some makeup on, being feminine, all that shit counts. So even if it's getting like some sexy pajamas off Amazon that you throw on after dinner, do it. Just do it and try and tell me how it goes over because I bet it goes over better than if you kept on the same fit. 
You also asked, is he thinking of someone else? I don't know. I don't know. And you are asking the girl that's like, yeah, I would want to think of all the factors. But then I'd also be like, is the motherfucker doing anything shady on the side? Like, would I make sure I ruled all of those options out? Probably. Wink, wink, wink. Mildly toxic advice. Look at his shit. You know, I, who do what you got to do, girlfriend. Do what you got to do. Be graceful, okay? Hold on to your pride. Don't be, don't be too wild. Don't expose yourself. If you have to, if you have no way in, if this man is like password protected, you don't see the phone, it's always put away, there is no access, it's like that's a red flag, okay? You need to find out what's going on. Do you feel like you're in the inn? Do you feel like you know where your husband is at, because, yeah, some of these things could be like age. You've been married a long fucking time. You've been fucking the same person for a fucking long time now. So maybe these little symptoms of, you know, him needing a release and this being what's happening, this is being the go-to, it's taking a little longer to start the train, maybe spicing it up. Maybe you put some effort into zesting it up and then see how it's received. If it's received with rejection or scoff or disgust, then I would be like, hmm, okay, now things are seeming like there could be something going on that I'm not aware about. Don't want to make you paranoid, but that's what I would think. And maybe it's like what the guys told me in the DMs and he needs to get his testosterone levels checked. It could be like a super simple fix like this. So I think you're going to have to have a little uncomfortable conversation. My suggestions are to hype him up, affirm him, do not emasculate him, make him feel like a man, be inquisitive, make it, if you really want to know, you play the like, the, I just feel like this and I need to know because I feel and share why you feel insecure. And then I think he'll be a lot more receptive than if you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Which sometimes I know we want to say, but it doesn't go over well. It's never gone over well. If you like audio erotica, every Wednesday on my Patreon, I upload two sexy stories. Last week, I uploaded them on Tuesday because the entire day, I thought it was Wednesday. So normally, it's Wednesdays, and they are wildly, wildly explicit. I am not the author. I always give credit to the author, of course. Some are fiction, some are nonfiction, every genre you can think of. They're enjoyed by both men and women. Great little, you know, nighttime story. I mean, if you want to listen to it while you're driving, you can, but you will probably get horny. Uh, you know, a little date night thing. Ooh, post-date night car ride home audio. Yes. So that link will be in my bio. You're welcome. I wanted to end this episode talking about a topic that I say we talk about all the time. Do we? I mean, kind of. Yes, we do. Essentially, in a roundabout way all the fucking time. Dating your spouse is being intentional about how you're caring for your relationship, putting that effort in, showing that you care, learning and understanding your partner, the intimacy, intimacy shared between you both. 
and bringing some zh into the bedroom, some zh to the bedroom, spicing it up, okay? So essentially, this is more than just action, honestly. It's a mindset. Like being present, I feel like gives you a win. Like how you can win at doing something is being completely immersed in that moment and not in your head. Being present during sex always ends up way better with the mind-blowing good sex than if you're in your head in any fucking way because anxiety sucks and is not sexy. And I'm allowed to say that because I suffer from crippling (laughs) anxiety. I cannot tell you how many men are like, you know, they want their wife to be that girlfriend experience for them still. I encourage the wives to give them that girlfriend experience. And you know how you're really going to thrive that girlfriend experience, like really water that situation is by dating your wife, is by giving her the boyfriend (laughs) fucking experience. It's doing the same things you did when you were actively pursuing, courting, chasing, fighting for whatever for her. Don't stop that shit, okay? And wives, sometimes I got in trouble for saying this one time, but like reminding them that we're still human beings with options and that we still like we're our own motherfucking people and you're not just like good to go no matter what the fuck you do and some men were like wait a second I mean isn't that ride or die is ride or die and commitment is commitment I don't want to be wondering like is my wife in and out I don't want her straddling the line and that's not what I'm encouraging I'm not encouraging having one foot in one foot out be having cold feet not being all in be all in be committed be the ride or die But you're not going to be a doormat, you're not going to be an enabler, and you're not going to sit on the sideline, and you're not going to get the short stick every time. There's a difference. And that can go both ways, obviously. And then what if you're like, okay, okay, Jordan, I'm in. I'll start trying to date her more, or I'll start trying to date him more. What do I do? Where do I start? I'm faking it. I'm going to like start blowing them up or something. It's like, no, why don't you plan a date? You plan a date and you do something different, not the most predictable thing. Just like breaking out of routine can be a nice start. Have a different experience and enjoy it together. And if you've been listening for any length of time, or even if you're new, you might know these things. This might be like the obvious answer to put in the effort to plan date nights, to plan conversations that are not about your finances and your kids and all the shit that's really not arousing and making sure you have some time to talk about like shit you're interested in. Or even if that's being lighthearted, you don't need to have some deep and intense combo because you have those all the time about shit that drives you nuts. So sometimes keeping it light can be a fucking load off. Remember when you dated your person and you knew they had like a hard day at work or a hard day in general or whatever it would be and you would try to get their mind off of it you would try to distract them like you would look out for that other person to show them that you cared about them and you weren't doing it to try to prove a point or show that it's because you felt that way it's because you cared and it came naturally for you to do that because you gave a shit ask yourself am I still invested in my partner's life? Am I invested in what they're doing and what they're pursuing and how they feel? And maybe I am, but holy shit, maybe I haven't acted like it. Maybe I haven't given her or him any motherfucking clue that I give a shit about what's going on in their life. 
And boy, will that make a difference. Now, what about that in regards to sex, like taking that into the bedroom? So I always think like, or we know, we know that a big part of it is what's going on outside. That's going to translate into the end. And if you're not feeling connected, if you're feeling resentful, if you're feeling like hate you, ick vibes, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling checked out, if you're feeling uninterested, you know, this, you will be able to see it translate. And it's not always like, oh, you're doomed. It's just phases, seasons, things, factors, not shit to like be devastated over. Like, you know, we're going to navigate these quakey, wakey, big waters, whatever you want to call them. There can also be like this slow, steady, gradual decline of it's just like the charts are showing a downward trend (laughs) and you're like, okay, and this is boring and predictable and even like the frequency can be there. Like there have been times I've been in a relationship where we had sex quite often and like every day, if not every other day. And that was probably the, that was the relationship I was doing it the most in. Okay. And guess what? It was pretty predictable. It was pretty like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to go down. I know the time that this is going to be pursued. And it kind of got into this, like, because of that, it just, that became a turnoff. And then it became because there was no buildup of emotion, feeling, tension. Like there was no room to have some organic experience. It was just not sexy. But then when you have two people that love sex and it's become this like habitual uh, ritual, ritual, what the fuck am I saying? Release. Like now we're just kind of like masturbating with one another. It it's just kind of takes away. And that's why when people say like, oh yeah, we, we fuck every day still. I'm like, and is it good? Like, are you enjoying it? Is it the same as the other couple that's having sex once a month and it's like now one person starving and dying, but it's still just as boring as that couple? I would rather have really mind-blowing, passionate, great sex once or twice a week than every single day. And it'd be like, he's thinking of someone fucking else and I'm just laying there watching the clock. That doesn't sound like a hot sex life. And I guarantee you a lot of those couples that say that, that's what it's like. So make sure you're not comparing and going, I wish I was like them or something's wrong with us because they must be doing it all the time and having this great hot sex. You don't know shit, okay? And people are fucking liars and putting their best foot forward and they don't want any cracks in their foundation and they're not being vulnerable, yada, yada, yada. Don't compare yourself to anybody. What matters is that you enjoy fucking your person. What matters is that you feel like you can communicate and get vulnerable and that's a safe space for you to like grow, evolve, share, be close and experience some hella good pleasure. And you want to bless that. You want to water that shit. So assess, like, what are you doing? what's, What's going on in your sex life? Are you pursuing anything in there? Are you communicating? Are you on the same page? Are you totally in autopilot? Is this just now 
masturbating essentially and you're going straight, you know how to orgasm. You're like, oh, I'm getting off, like all those things. You're checking off all the boxes of what you want to achieve in the bedroom, but you're not excited to be there. You're not experiencing any passion, connection, and pleasure in that way. And so you're just feeling like frustrated maybe, confused maybe, bored maybe. And when you think back to the beginning, some people think back to the beginning and they get all sad and they want to replicate that right there. It's like, well, you're not going to because the person isn't new, but you can have that spark, passion, fire, hunger again. You can have really mind-blowing sex again, rip each other's clothes, can't stick your tongue far enough eat each other's faces off that, you can get that back. Just because you're married, it doesn't mean all that shit has to go. Now you have this teammate in life, got this partner. Sometimes you got this roommate, got this best friend. Sometimes you want to punch them in the fucking face. Sometimes you're like, you know what? I want to just shake, 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 shake. I know these thoughts. (laughs) I know those feelings overcome you, but you've also got you're ride or die in the bedroom. You've got someone who is down to learn it all, to know the buttons, the places, the touches, the zones, and bring you maximum pleasure. Take advantage. Take advantage that you have your person. Pursue your person and date them in the bedroom as well as date them outside of the bedroom. Next week, we're going to talk about sexual confidence a little bit too. And then I've got some technique for you to bring back into the bedroom. If you're new here, there's new episodes every single Monday. You can submit listener questions on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. I always keep you anonymous, always, always, or slide in my DMs. You'll find all that info and more from the show in those details below. See you next week.